0: We know what all the professional development books say. We've heard all the gurus talk about it, but how do we really stop our obsession with trying to be perfect? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. I'm Heather Gray, I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we're talking about being imperfect being perfectly imperfect. How do we stop striving for the thing that we're never gonna achieve? How do we stop obsessing about it, worrying about it, focusing on it and thinking about it? All the professional development books in the world have something to say about it. All the gurus have something to say about it. So anybody who's been trying to get off that obsessive cycle of trying to be good enough, trying to write the perfect blog post, trying to do the perfect gift for the best friend, the the perfect this, the perfect that, we know what people say. How do you come to really believe it? That's the questioner the question i got from today's listener and i have to be honest in some fit of irony i had to take some time to think about my response because it was so important to me to get it right so let's listen to her question and then i'll find you on the other side heather in yesterday's show, you caught yourself rambling and talked in circles. Then you laughed at yourself for it and just pressed on. I have no idea what that show was about now. I was too caught up in wondering how you do that. How do you just show up as you are so unself consciously? How do you not care about not being perfect or professional? As a listener of your show, I hear the words you say, but it feels like they are only true for other people. You're allowed to be imperfect, cry, or cough on your show whenever you damn well please it's okay when a colleague of mine sends out an email to a thousand people with two spelling errors I tell her to just brush it off but if I do those things all bets are off I don't sleep I beat myself up and the not good enough story plays on and on on repeat I'm not where I want to be in my life I'm not happy and I know it's because I'm constantly trying to be better I feel like I know what you're going to say. Personal development isn't rocket science, but how do I actually believe any of it so it can also be true for me? okay so i sat with this question for a while because as soon as somebody tells me i already know what you're gonna say i have to be honest it kind of comes across as a triple dog dare to come up with something unique or um a new spin on it that you may not have heard that'll help you understand things but i understand your question in theory, in your head, you know that striving for perfection, being the absolute most perfect version of yourself is impossible. You know, probably even in your gut that nobody really wants to Be around perfect. That perfect is intimidating. It's, you know, it sets us up constantly to fail and intellectually, you know it. And as you say in your letter here, you just come to this place where it's true for everyone else, but it's not true for you. I get it. This isn't about personally developing yourself differently. This isn't about reading the book that's going to give you the answer that you have buy-in into so you can go along your merry way. This comes down to making a choice that you are choosing to not be perfect, to accept that perfection isn't possible for you. That's what's getting in your way here. Because even though you don't want the worry, even though you don't want to be obsessing on the details and you want to just be able to take perfectly imperfect action, you are also scared to death of what that means, of the natural consequence that comes with goofing off, of being caught off guard, missing a detail, slipping, doing your absolute best, and living with the discouragement and disappointment that happens when your best simply wasn't good enough and didn't make the grade. That's what you're protecting yourself from. It's a protection of vulnerability, of doing your best, and then despite everything you work for, everything you try for, finding out that your best simply isn't good enough. So if you're trying to stop being perfect, it comes down to making the choice and choosing to accept that you're gonna live an imperfect life and be an imperfect person. People who obsess with perfection are looking for the sense of control that comes from paying attention to all the details. Letting go of that control means being open to finding out what happens next. The piece that I keep talking about and the phrase that you really have to embrace is self-acceptance you mentioned it's funny i I laughed at this you mentioned that i was rambling and caught myself that same episode i got two other emails from people suggesting that i might want to outline my thoughts because i kept repeating myself and they didn't get to the end of the episode because they just got tired of me repeating myself so it's interesting that you saw that and took the takeaway and other people saw it and needed to tell me that i wasn't perfect right Here's the thing. I don't focus on delivering the most perfect show. I focus on delivering the right answer and the right message for the people who need to hear it, recognizing that sometimes my delivery is going to be sloppy and all messed up, knowing in my bones that there are ways that it can be done better, more efficiently, more professionally, more streamlined, but that my value isn't on perfect delivery. I chose a different value to focus on. My value is on connecting my message to the people who need to hear it. If I decided it, that I needed it to be perfect I'd never be able to get five shows out a week my business isn't making the income that I can afford a professional podcast producer to edit and distribute five shows a week this is a one-stop shop and I'm the one-stop girl I gotta get this crap done and get on with my day so I'm not even trying looking for or hoping for perfection um, I'm remembering you know quite honestly an episode I did a couple of months ago that I think I called called insert appropriate podcast here because I couldn't get the words out the way I wanted to get them out and I needed to stop spending time on it. So I didn't do a podcast episode. I did like a three minute mindset minute because I knew I just couldn't get it done. I think you're focusing so much on the value of perfection. You can't just say, I don't want this to, you know, I don't want to be worrying about being perfect anymore. You do kind of have to decide for yourself, what is my value? What is my most important thing? If I wasn't worried about being perfect... What am I worried about? What is the most important thing to me? What is my value? Because I think when you try to erase the idea of perfection and simply lean into vulnerability, that's like standing on the edge of the cliff and just like waiting to jump or being afraid that somebody's going to push you. It's entirely too vulnerable, and I don't think that's a realistic expectation. We need to give you something else to focus on, because for example, and. I did a, you know I did an episode um, just last week and I got a bunch of emails and comments about it when I was focusing on mom guilt and so many moms sort of messaged me and had more questions and wanted more follow-up but I'm not a mom guilt show I needed to kind of keep on task but a lot of the things that I said to the moms off the air and in response to this was if you stop trying to be the perfect mother what do you want to be instead do you want to be present for your kids do Do you want to make the most, um, you know, memories on the cheap? Do you want to raise kind kids? Do you want like, what are you focusing on? If you're not going to focus on being perfect and being the, you know, be all and end all end of the road for your kids, what's most important to you? That's the same question I have for you. You're talking about not being happy. You're talking about not getting in your way because you're constantly focusing on the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, what you should have said, what you should have done, what you didn't say, what you didn't do. And you're not actually taking the steps to get in your life where you want to go. Step one, and you know this because you already told me you knew what I was going to say, but I'm going to organize it for you so it can feel less daunting and less overwhelming. But step one is making the choice to be vulnerable. Choosing to live the vulnerable life, recognizing that trying for safety, trying for control has not worked for you, accepting that fact, and choosing to give up control. Step two is doing a gut check. If perfection isn't important to you, what is? What is worth putting your time to, your energy to, and your passions toward? And then living a life that's consistent with those values, making sure that the words you say, the actions you take, the way you move through the world is a genuine reflection of your values. Because a lot of times what ends up happening is when people strive to be perfect, They're looking for like the Norman Rockwell image of life, they're looking for the postcard, they're looking for the Instagram worthy snapshot, but they're not actually focusing on what lies beneath. If you want to get beyond perfect, you have to decide what the value is that lies beneath and recognize that you, you know, it's kind of like confidence. I used to tell my therapy clients, like, I can't have you sit in this chair and talk about confidence and wanting to be more confident and wanting to like yourself more and having more self-esteem. You have to go out and do the thing and then change your behavior. And by changing your behavior, you change the story you have about yourself. And when I had clients and when I currently have clients who are so focused on perfection that they can't get out of their own way. Sometimes I ask them to choose deliberate imperfection, to just go and make a mess, to go and embarrass themselves in public, to go and do the thing that they're so afraid of so they can stop being afraid of it. Because at the core of this, it's another fear and it's another anxiety. And you have heard me talk on the show before about, you know, the way anxiety and fear works in our body. It's this biological response to risk, to the idea that there's stranger danger, that there's something in the unknown. And as soon as we get that thought in our head, We go scanning for all the proof positive, all the signs of like, yes, like you, this is really something bad. This is totally something you should be afraid of. Be on guard, be on guard. And the only way we change that story is by moving through fear and doing it anyway. Because let's use me as an example, right? Because that's an easier, safer, more neutral way to look at this. Like, look at the letters I've been telling you I've gotten simply from the past two weeks. I had people up my butt about the fact that I accidentally released a podcast or two podcast episodes in a single day. Two other people told me that I ramble. I had a woman a couple of months ago tell me that I sell too much and was offended like royally by the idea that I put out an affiliate link. P.S. another affiliate link is going to get dropped in the show notes today. Like people have their opinions and if I scan for this idea that I'm not good enough. Just the other day I told you how somebody you know told me that I should you know consider maybe ending my daily podcast because clearly the numbers aren't showing me that it's working somebody else told me that I have for that I all I do every day is solve first world problems right everybody has an opinion and I could scan and see all of that proof positive for like why I absolutely should just pack it in go to bed cover the pillow you know cover my head under the covers And just watch, you know, Great British Banking on Netflix all day, which, by the way, is not a bad way to spend a couple of hours, but I digress. I could look for all of the proof positive of not being good enough, and I could find it without looking that hard. Or I can focus on the fact that people in my Facebook group who listen to my show every day still continue to take the time. It's a shout out to you, Holly. Thank you for listening all the time. But who continually like take the time to say, Hey, you did this episode. It meant a lot to me. Thank you. Or somebody like you who says, Hey, I listened to your show. I don't even know what it's about, but I caught something else. I want to know about it. And could you help me? Or looking at the fact that I have friends who regularly tell me like if you didn't go and do this thing in your life I'm not so sure I could go and do this thing in mine there's so many stories there's so many ways we can scan the lens and interpret our reality it is a choice to choose the stronger more positive version and it is the vulnerable choice my friends That's why it's so freaking hard to do all the time, because as soon as you say, it's okay if I'm not perfect, life is going to show you just how imperfect you can be, and you are going to be crushed, and you are going to be disappointed, and you are going to have a hard time figuring out your way in the world, and it's going to hurt. How do I know that? because I've had a couple of weeks of imperfection as I try to sort of if if those of you who are in the therapy space I know I have a couple of other therapists who listen to this show and anybody who knows about businesses that are seasonal August is like the doldrums (laughs) like when I was a therapist I always ended up looking forward to August because nobody wanted therapy so I could like end work early you know um, go for a walk outside or go shopping or meet up with a girlfriend um but you know when I have an online business and and I'm looking at growth and looking at metrics and all of that. It, it's a nerve-wracking time. It's a, well, like August is slow, but how do I ensure that September isn't going to be slow? And what does this mean? Because the story is different when I don't, like I'm not as familiar with the business cycle. I've been, you know, I had my private practice for 10 years. So for 10 summers, I kind of at some point got predictable that August was going to be slow. I don't know the online business space and my business has changed and shifted so many times, how do I know that uh, September is going to pick up or October is going to get better? So it creates that anxiety, right? So I've been reaching out and putting myself in front of new audiences and taking a lot of chances with a lot of cold pitching and sort of networking in a way that I normally don't do. Um, And I'm getting a lot of goose eggs. I'm getting a lot of no's. I'm getting a lot of ignores. I'm getting a lot of, you know, Just being looked over and passed over. Um, If I wanted to look at imperfection, I have an inbox that tells me all the ways I'm imperfect. But I also can choose to shift my lens. And what I'm really proud of is, first of all, I'm a business owner that can say on a podcast, business has been kind of slow this month, because who does that? Nobody, (laughs) nobody does that. Nobody shares that story and admits that truth. But that the second part is I'm not just sitting there and taking it. My behavior is telling me that even though, you know, business dipped down this month, my behavior's telling me that I'm still a dream chaser, that I'm still an action taker, that I still am putting my money where my mouth is, that just because I'm getting ignored, because again, I know intellectually, August is a slow month. People don't wanna be thinking about their problems. They just wanna have the last days of summer. And then in September, everybody goes back to school and they all want their new beginnings. I don't wanna just wait cross my fingers that September is going to be better. I'm choosing to do something to make the most of August. So that choice, that sort of vulnerability is putting me wide open to rejection it's putting me wide open to people's opinions and I could sit on this show as I talk to you and go oh my god I just admitted to my audience that August is slow and now like they're gonna think like well maybe there's a reason why it's slow maybe she's not as good as everybody says maybe I did and I could go right down that rabbit hole of not being good enough of why did I say that why did I do that I choose to believe in the story because my message. Messaging, my heart and my core is the value of true transparency and true authenticity. It means that your people will get it. Your people will find you. Your people will connect with you. And if you don't deliver it perfectly, they're still there with you on the other side. If you don't show up in the way that they need you to show up, they still find you on the other side. That is where I choose to shift my lens. That is how I choose to view the world. I look at it with my actions. And that's where I have control. The perfection obsession. Is a focus on other people, and I, I think I said this the other day in my show on um, defining success for ourselves and on our terms but it 's this idea that if we give the public if we give um, people in our circle our tribe, whoever you want to call it, no matter how like sort of you know close to the to close to you these people are, or how far away they are, if you give them the control over your self-perception, over your self-acceptance. You are giving them all of the power and control over what happens next. They get to decide good enough and they get to decide not good enough. That drive for perfection is so rarely a drive for you the judge and jury to decide perfection. You are always trying and measuring against the opinions and experiences of other people. And that means that if somebody just had a fight with their husband and they want to take it out on you, they can go on social media and blast you till the cows come home. That means if somebody is jealous and feeling less than because you just went and did this, they can just tell you all the reasons why you effed it up. That is isn't a place that you can set yourself up for any kind of life, any kind of happiness, or any chance of success. It only works when you are at the driver's seat of your life and your business where you have with consciousness, and that's not even a word, (laughs) With, with deliberate intent, have decided for yourself what your values are, what's important to you, who's important to you, how you spend your time, and do it with intention. And then that's your measuring stick. It's not about being perfect. It's not about being the Instagram version of life. It's about, am I living my life consistent with my values? And sometimes you're just going to figure out that you're not. And you're either going to accept that or decide, you know what, I really need to give this attention. I really need to you know, pay some mind to this. You know, I got a letter the other day from someone who I guess heard an old episode of my show where I said out loud, like, okay, I've been, you know, in California for several months now, I should probably start making new friends. And somebody reached out and I'm going to address that letter probably in tomorrow's show. Um, and, uh, you know, and ask me how it's going. And, you know, you can hear more about it probably in that episode. But the short answer is, it's not. Um, I've done very little with that. goal or with that idea or with that sentiment and I can look at that value and I can decide like am I good with that I said that this thing was important to me I haven't really done anything with it am I okay with it that evaluation is way more sort of effective in building the life you want on your terms because it's a measure of how well you're doing with the things you said were important. When you just decide you're measuring how good am I at doing this particular thing, the lens is so focused and so detail-oriented on one specific thing that it clouds the view. Like, you know what happens when you zoom in the camera lens, right? You get something super, super sharp Sharp, but then the big picture is completely blurry and you miss out on that. So that's the risk you run when you're striving for perfection is you miss the, the big picture. You miss being in the picture. You miss being present. So when you are focused on perfection, when you are focused on being your best, it's a good idea to do the gut check of am I willing to sit in the natural consequence of this? Because there have absolutely been times when I've obsessed over a podcast episode when I, it was just so crucial to me and so critical that I say what I mean, mean what I say and communicate it as transparently as possible. So I risk, you know, like reduce the risk of being misunderstood. I've done that. I have 200 plus episodes. I can tell you I've done that before. But every time I do it, if I'm doing it right, if I'm, you know, taking the medicine I'm dishing out, I'm doing a gut check around the natural consequence of trying to do it right. Am I worth, like, is this, is getting this as right as possible worth the time it's taking? Is spending my time and attention on this as much as I am, you know, In protecting myself from the vulnerability of failing, of not being good enough, of being misunderstood, worth missing out on whatever I'm missing out on because of my attention to this. And then usually I ask myself, like, am I setting myself up for success or failure? That question usually, um, you know, usually redirects me everybody has to find the thing that they buy into. That's why there's so many gurus out there because we not, you know, there's a, I think it's a, is it a Netflix documentary? I am not your guru, Um, but there's this, you know, there's this idea out there that the way we all approach things, most of us, if you look at the bare bones of what most of us in the personal development space are saying, we're all saying the same thing. We're just saying it differently. So yes, you know what the books are gonna say. Yes, you probably knew what I was gonna say. Hopefully though, if you are willing to hear with different ears and look with different eyes, you will find a spin on it that resonates more with you and that can stick with you so you can start to rewrite the ending to this chapter of your story and so that the story can have a different ending. It is always going to start with a choice. Um, you know, it's funny, you ended your letter about with, you know, the personal development books and I sort of started the episode saying like, you know, regardless of what the personal development books are saying, but everybody who listens to me, knows me, encounters me, knows that I worship all things Brene, Brown and her book, um, I'm really hoping you already read it, but if you haven't read it yet, I'm going to put an affiliate link, um, in the show notes for you for it, but the gifts of imperfection, um, she really tackles this and helps people understand how to, um, choose the vulnerability that comes with imperfection, you know, and the piece for me that I always want to add to it is it comes down to self-acceptance that, you know, we, we are not the final version. Of ourselves, ever. We always have room for improvement, but I think that there is beauty and grace and integrity and accepting where we are right now. Um, I just heard this awesome interview um, on Glambition Radio with Allie Brown. Um, I'm blanking on the woman's name. Um, oh, shoot, it's not in front of me. But she was the executive uh, producer for the Oprah Network. And then she ended up being president of Harpo, working with Oprah Winfrey. And now she's kind of in her second act. And in the interview, she said something really powerful about, you know, being 50 years old. She said, Said, "What if fifty is just the middle?" And um, I'm nowhere. I'm not close to. <laughs> I'm not close to fifty yet. I really celebrated turning forty, but I don't need to rush myself to fifty just yet. But I was really inspired and moved by the idea that at fifty we can be nowhere near done yet. We can still have more mountains to climb, more dreams to achieve, more things to figure out. So we can still achieve and create and reinvent and start over and pivot. And there's so much hope and opportunity in that. And when you focus on that sort of dialed in view, that zoom lens, you miss out on all of that. And I don't want you to. So, I hope that my two cents today helps you out. I hope it, you know, just gives you food for thought. And maybe tomorrow morning you'll wake up with a new lens and new eyes and go about your life and your tasks and your days a little bit differently. That's my hope and spirit prayer for you today. Um, and if this is valuable to you, if you are getting value from the show, please do consider sharing it with friends and family. Take the time, please, to have my back a little bit and leave a review. If reviews aren't your thing and you're not on social media and you need a different way to support the show, you can find a link to financially contribute to the show and support what I'm doing with your wallet. There's a link for that in the show notes, and I'd surely be grateful if you considered that as well. But what's most important to me is that my message gets out to the people who need to find find it. And that means I can't worry so much about how I deliver it. Thanks so much for joining me today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.